the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. This is President Trump in the villages, Mm -hmm. the other day. Very historic executive order that does exactly that. We are making your Medicare even better, and we're not letting anyone, it will never be taken away from you. We're not letting anyone get drunk. The new doctor of Medicare. Mm -hmm. His alternative plan to the Democratic Socialists. I like that one better. These people are crazy, by the way. You know who he's talking I like that. These people are crazy. There's well, you, no well, filter. Well, you, you know who he's talking about, right? I, well, I'm going to say there's a. I, I think it could apply to many people, Mark. Well, I think he's talking about crazy Bernie. Um, you know, because Bernie Sanders, and I hope Bernie's doing all right. You know, he had right, because he had a health Yeah, care. he was in Nevada. Was he in Las Vegas, Gary? I don't know. Where I don't know. They, uh, I don't think they said. But, you know, the idea that. The, the you know the Democrats always the Medicare for all right and so what is what is Bernie Sanders Medicare for all about well it would basically ban private insurers and employers from offering coverage that competes with benefits offered through the publicly funded system that would evolve from Medicare but but the crazy thing is he thinks this transformation would occur over four years isn't that kind of like kind of be hard to do. Um, you know, and, and of course, how is he going to finance it? Right. And that's where, you know, I talked last week about Bernie's wealth tax, right? And, and mm. you know, as, as to tax the extreme wealth of this country, right. you know, get rid of all the billionaires over 15 years, you know, so, um, right. but even in, a, you know, even what some of the, the pundits say is that even in Bernie's Medicare for all plan, there is a premium tax because it, there's not enough to billionaires a day, you know. Right. And who he doesn't have a chance of getting that path, anyways. Um, that you know, probably even middle middle class household household incomes, you know, above like twenty nine thousand would still pay for some of it. But anyway, so what what is Trump talking about? Okay, here we go. Want to take it away? Give you lousy health care? It's pretty incredible. You want to keep your doctors, right? Remember with Obama, President Obama, right? He said, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your play. That didn't work out too well for those people. 
28 times. He said he's trying to forget. And you bet never forget, okay? Never forget. As long as I'm president, no one will lay a hand on your Medicare benefits, and that's what we're here to do today. This order is the latest step in my administration's drive to ensure the world's best health care for all Americans. Together, we're creating a health care system that protects vulnerable patients, makes health care more affordable, gives you more choice and control, and delivers the high-quality care Americans deserve. And that's what we're doing. We're strengthening our health care system to a level that nobody thought would be possible. Our economy is booming. We're doing fantastically well. I think it gets a little bit hurt by politics. Oh, you think? <laughs> a little bit hurt. That's yeah. what I was waiting for him to say that. You know, so, uh, you know, so I don't know. He, we've got the uh, the new doctor in town. Gary, mm-hmm. you've heard the song. Before, oh, right? yeah. Okay. I you don't know, know who sings it, but I've heard the song. I'm surprised. Many times. You're surprising here. Robert Palmer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know him. This is an but old I know, song. I was going to say, I know this song. I've heard this song many times. You know when the song came out? No. 1978. Okay. Yeah, I don't so know. 41 years ago. That's but I think incredible some of this me. song's like a big song where they play it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Melania was probably only eight years old when this song oh, came out. They're Melania? Dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting her modeling career at that point. Right. Um, you know, the. Uh, but uh, I can't believe this is 41 years old. But, anyways. So. What about, you know, President Trump's executive order, right? So, and, and I don't know if it was coincidental that he kind of came out with that. He was at the Villages in Florida. Right. You know, we have lots of clients who, mm-hmm. you know, who, you know, play the, um, what do we call it when you're, the, the snowbird? The snowbird, yeah. The, 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 the toad? The, the frog. The frog, yeah. Right. What's the frog here? I, I have to look it up again. I don't know why. I love the saying. Maybe I'll look it up well, while we're talking. The, the, the saying is the, the, the snowflakes are the ones that just spent a little bit of time right. in Florida, right, from the north. Then the the snowbirds are the ones that are trying to stay enough nights in Florida. Okay, now I remember now that you're saying it. Right, so that they can get out, you know, get, uh, declare Florida residency so they don't have to pay Ohio income tax in uh, on retirement income, right? And then what's... The frogs? The frogs, I guess you go to Florida and then stay there to croak. Stay there to croak, yeah, right? In other words, you sell, the, you sell the home up north and you, you go down there to croak. But anyways, um, all right, so we'll talk today a little bit about uh, President Trump's executive order. And I was saying is I don't know if it's a coincidence because, you know, soon here, starting October 15th, is the Medicare enrollment period, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I know a lot of seniors, a lot of people on Medicare, you know, are every year, you know, they have to review their coverage and right. they can it's open enrollment. They can make choices, right? Right. And a lot of employers now allow you to do that too during that same window. Yeah. But that's a, yeah. It coincides. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting ready for next year and right. everything else. So, We'll talk. So we'll, you know, so we'll talk a little bit about this subject because we still get a lot of, uh, you know, uncertainty on new people coming in to see us if they don't really have a good understanding of how to budget for health care in retirement, mm-hmm. which includes the idea of, you know, do you understand how much Medicare costs? Because I think a lot of people now, it certainly have gotten better over the decades. Right. When we first started working with the baby boomers, you know, 15 years ago, um, they had no clue, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that when, when, when you know, when, when they would come in, 
as a new client and, you know, we were giving them worksheets to, to, to fill out expense budgets and stuff like that. They, you know, one of the questions we asked, we separate is, you know, how much are you planning for health care in retirement, health care mm-hmm. premiums? People really don't know. And they would leave it blank and, and, and we would ask them and they would say, well, I'm just going on Medicare. It's free, isn't it? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, not exactly. Um, and, you know, so we'll talk over the next couple of shows um, you know, here in October about that. And, and, and because we always say, if, if you're trying to build a financial model or a financial plan, you know, saying that our, you know, if, if you haven't retired yet or recently retired, and maybe you're still though, not quite at 65 Medicare eligibility, you know, how, do you know how to budget in, right? A conservative, realistic budget for future health insurance premiums. Because, you know, and part of that, meaning what inflation factor are you going to use? Are you going to use, you know, the government's, you know, under 2% inflation? Or are you going to use what we really know it could be 3 4 5% mm-hmm. annual inflation increases on health insurance? And the idea is, have you built in a conservative, realistic assumption before you start building in the Hawaii vacations? Mm-hmm. All right. So why don't you get us started here? All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational radio talk program here to give you helpful information and talk about maybe um, news that's relevant or could be relevant to your financial life. And whether and that's whether you're working and thinking about your future retirement or what you can do today to ensure a great retirement, or maybe you just want to maintain your the lifestyle. Um, or people who are in retirement, knowing what you can realistically afford to spend without running out of money, how to address these financial disruptors. For some people, it could be healthcare cost, long-term, and certainly in that healthcare arena, there's the long-term care Um crisis that's coming. And um, if somebody, if you're someone, a listener that has a loved one or a family member or know someone in a, a nursing home, you know how costly um, that can be. And other financial disruption could be a recession, um, market volatility, uh, future tax increases, uh, especially if you're in the camp that believes tax rates are going to go up in the future. Um it's important to look at these issues, and those are things that we help people, and we talk about those tax thresholds, and I know we're going to talk about it today because we're gearing up um, at the estate planning team, by the way, which sponsors this program, for year-end tax planning or year-end planning. It could be gifting. It could be IRA distribution planning, a qualified charitable distribution planning, Roth conversions. If you want to do look at gifting or other spending and maybe maximizing those thresholds so you're getting the most cumulative net benefit, and while we have these in most cases, more favorable rates, you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of not, not and make sure that you're maximizing your cumulative tax benefit in each tax year stands alone. And the state planning team that sponsors this program is an Ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planning firm. And we've been around more than 34 years now. We um, build custom coordinated comprehensive plans, um, although we're known for that comprehensive and we help people through the analysis recommendations and helping people implement their plans and implement the steps needed um, as much as possible and have retainer fees for that. We do have hourly planning options for people who want a little bit of help and maybe do pieces and parts themselves. We are not investment advisors. What we do is financial plans. We're what you think of as traditional financial plan numbers crunchers. Right. I think, you know, the idea is, you know, we focus more on building these custom financial models for our clients. You know, we're we're not managing their investment portfolios. Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, uh, there's, you know, investment advisors are a dime a dozen out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Most of our clients who come in to see us are already working with an investment advisor Mm -hmm. that they're very happy with. Others do it themselves. Right. um, You know, and, and are very happy with that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that's kind of what why we're different than a lot of so-called financial planners out there. Right. right. Well, I we, think yeah. that term is used loosely because mm-hmm. of that truly because we have clients that came in. Well, I thought I had a financial planner, but what you do is very different. Well, it is. And we don't we don't pick stocks. We don't because we don't do we don't manage your money. But we do look at your assets in terms of risk growth and tax efficiency. So how much when we're building these models, how much growth rate do you need to make sure that the plan's working or that's lasting to either your life expectancy or age 100 or whatever variable you put. Um, and a lot of times, or in at least a good portion of the cases, um, sometimes people's assets don't match with the plan. If, if you can spend all the spending you can dream up during your retirement, you can gift all your mandatory expenses, your health care, we've even built in a future inflated cost of a nursing home stay that you could self-insure. And your plan still, you still have an excess at age 100. Well, then maybe you're taking on more risk than you need to to be okay. And that's where we coordinate with the existing advisors. Or sometimes people are the other way. They're not taking on enough risk. Or people, you know, got scared in the market and they're all in cash and CDs. So sometimes there's a disconnect. They want their plans run at 4 or 5%, but their assets are only earning 1% to 2%. So it's that coordinated effort. And those are the things that we help with. And we, again, we've been around 34 years. We are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. We're a super service award winner on Angie's list. If you want to do some due diligence, the estate planning team offers a free consultation. This time of year, we're looking at year-end opportunities. Is there something you're missing out on? Um, Is there something you can implement between now and the year that can impact your financial future or financial your future taxes and the least of which is don't miss for example a required minimum distribution right you know that that comes along with it a 50 percent penalty so if you know if you are you know have reached that magic age of 70 and a half um mm-hmm. you know and you know in this calendar year you know you've got to be aware of that and we always say you know don't wait to age 70 to start learning your required minimum distribution rules right because you may be missing an opportunity but as i said you know you don't want to miss a required minimum no you know because that's a 50 percent penalty but there's so many year and a lot of time people who are working maybe they want to bump up a contribution for their company retirement plan because they're going to get a bonus and they are going to be short no taxes so it's just looking at all these things at year and what can i do to get the most net benefit and save money. Um, And we offer the free consultation. We also have a newsletter and our podcast on the website you can sign up to that we keep you posted with financial news as we get more details on um, Medicare thresholds, Medicare B premiums, all that information as we get it. We forward it out to anyone on the newsletter list. Plus you'll get, we'll let you know about future classes. We wrapped up the last class that we have scheduled this year with year in planning. We just don't have time for any more, but I am going to work on the January and February classes. So if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll be the first to know uh, about those classes, which you can go, um, call for the consultation. Remember it's year in planning. It's not too early. Um, or you can sign up for that newsletter or listen to our podcast. Call 440-239-2090. That's 440 440- 239 2090 
or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Thanks, Carrie. And this is Mark Donnelly, and that's Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the state planning team. And I want to thank everyone who came out to the class. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took a little straw, uh, you know, poll about some of the economic how people were feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting. Um, one of the questions we asked the class was, how many of you believe that we could have a major economic downturn in the next two to three years? Because that's, you know, that's what everybody, is. that's the big talk about, right? Is, mm-hmm. is there, when is this other shoe going to fall? When is the recession? When are we going to have a bear market crash? You know, we, we had a bad correction in the fourth quarter of last year, but hey, don't look now, stock market's still up double digits year to date, right? Mm-hmm. But we had a little turmoil this week because we got a lot of bad, you know, economic data from, mm-hmm. you know, the ISMs and we'll talk, and manufacturing is slowing, you know, uh, you know, service sector is slowing, but, you know, We'll talk about the jobs report that what kind of that came out Friday, which is kind of a big <sighs> sigh of relief, mm-hmm. you know. But you, if you were watching your stocks, you saw the roller coaster, you know, during the week when the you know when, when the economic data you know release was negative. So the idea is, you know, so the class was, you know, still most of the audience still believes or currently believes that we could have an economic downturn, two to threes out. But you know, there were one or two. In the class who raised their hand and, and believe that it's still four to five years out. Okay. Okay. Um, now, another interesting one that we ask at a lot of our classes is to the class is, do you believe that income tax rates are going up or down in the future? Okay. And this is an interesting one because the the trend over the last eighteen months has has been, you know, pretty much everyone believes that inter- that income tax rates are going up. But it was interesting at the class the other night, Carrie, it wasn't the case. Really? Um, now it was still, I would I'm say. I'm surprised because I don't know how we're going to pay for all. I mean, one, we're in huge debt and on the all the ideas and the things going on that we have to pay for. Right. But I would say it was about 70-30, where about okay. 70% thought income tax rates are going up in the future, but about 30% thought that income tax rates are going to be going down. But in the even future. aren't they going up because these uh, the rates that we're at now aren't permanent and yeah, I but, don't see they're going to. But agree remember, on it. you know, President Trump last week or 10 days ago, whatever, right. announced that he he's coming out with his middle class tax relief 2.0 tax cut 2.0 right. next year. Early, you know, right. when but do does you that think mean? They're next gonna, I mean, agree on anything right now? Um, well, you know, again, I always say, you know, don't pay too much attention to presidential candidates' campaign promises when it comes to, you know, income tax. Because he can't make those changes yeah. alone. He or she. Right. Oh, geez. Sorry. You know, they can't make. All right. Oh, geez. Um, so what about that jobs report? Um, okay. Non-farm payrolls came at 136,000, ah, below consensus of 145, but a nice revision prior month up 45. Um, so you could say, all right, it's okay. It's a mixed bag because a big highlight number that certainly President Trump is focusing on is the 3.5% unemployment rate. That's the lowest in, in 50, 50. I was going to say the headline. 1969. Haven't we talked a lot about 1969 this Jeez. year? Um, so, you know, the, the uh, you know, Abbey Road came out. You, you, you've got that album, don't you? Oh, you, no. You don't have that? No, I do not. Do you know the Beatles? They came out with the album. Uh, yeah, I 1969 know called Abbey road yeah i know okay. um anyway so um you know the idea is um 
you know, that alone is why there is a big sigh of relief, because if, um, you know, in other words, a lot of people are talk about what is the U.S. stall rate? You know, in other words, when does this, you know, chugging train economy of the U.S., you know, the only game in, in, in town right now, no one else in the world is doing anything like the U.S. consumer is doing, right? Mm-hmm. Germany is in recession. You know, you've got uh, Brexit still tearing up the European Union. You've got, you know, QE starting again in the European Union, and who knows what China's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is U.S. is the only game in town, and, you know, everyone was saying, boy, if the U.S. consumer you know, loses faith, watch out, right? Or could any of these global uh, economic woes bleed into the U.S.? Could. Um, You know, and trade war being, you know, one of the big debates right now, you know. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to blame the trade war, the trade tariffs on the, you know, slowing manufacturing manufacturing sector and now even the service sector. so everybody was really worried that if, you know, if, if like, for example, if non-farm payrolls came in under 100,000, I think, you know, there, it wouldn't have been, you know, a, a big sigh of relief. Right. It may be a, a sign of panic at that point. Um, but it came in 136. Plus, I think the 45,000 revision from the previous month was a big help. And the low unemployment rate. Now, other things that, you know, why we say it's a mixed bag, well, because average hourly earnings was unchanged. You know, I mean, so did we peak out? You know, you know, year over year is now under 3%. I mean, that's the big thing. Why? How can we have a, a full employment and wages not going up? That's still the, the question that a lot of economists and other talking heads have, right? Um but the underemployment rate, you know, that uh, that ticked down, you know, reversing the prior month's trend of uptick, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, so that was a good sign. So, you know, mixed bag. But, you know, again, um, and, you, you know, you have, um, you know, a lot of times I talk about um, Larry Kudlow. Right. Um, and he was um, he was interviewed on Bloomberg on Friday um, and they asked him, you know, what what do you see about the, you know, where we're going? And and of course he wanted to talk about, you know, the 3.5% unemployment rate. And, you know, he kind of talked down the ISMs, you know, slowing manufacturing, slowing uh, uh, services. And, you know, he said, as far as the China trade war, okay, it's it's not just China. I mean, really, he said, China, you know, there's maybe a $50 billion decrease in, you know, in uh, manufacturing exports, right? Right. But he said... Don't get so. I mean, he goes. If you look at Canada and Mexico, he said that's a hundred billion. Okay. Um, he said if you look at Germany, you know Germany is in recession, right? Right. You know how much Germany has cut out their, you know, you know exports of Germany from the U.S. A hundred and fifty billion, three times that of China. So he's saying, you know, it, it's it's, but it's still the point. Is that is that tariff based, or is the fact that regardless of who's the cause of it, right. If you have, if is that the global recession bleeding into the U.S. No matter how you shake it, right. right. Um, so, um, but you know, he also said they're also look at household surveys, you know, and and I don't know. That's a that's a it's undecided whether you know that's a household survey is where they just kind of ask the households how are you doing. You know, and, and uh, have you got a job and stuff like that? It's 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 a different attack to it. 
And, you know, their household jobs, you know, are averaging about 391000 up per month. And he's saying, you know, that's a, a sign that we still have, you know, a good, you know, U.S. economy going around. He calls that looking under the hood. You know, don't look at necessarily the jobs report. Okay, what's household survey saying? But a lot of people argue, say, no, don't look at the household survey. That's just feelings. That's not hard data. Um, so anyways, um, We'll kind of see how we go. Isn't from that there. the the way we're going though? Feelings matter more than facts. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so stall speed. I, I, I guess we're not there yet. Um, you know, we've got uh, you know, and we'll see a lot coming up. You know, um, you know, the the Fed is still meeting this month, so we'll see what if they cut rates again. You know, was this enough of a mix, enough of a bad signals that the Fed will continue cutting rates? We'll soon find out. Right. And either way, it comes back to how do these things impact your long term financial life? How does it affect your decision making on maybe what you're spending or when you can afford to retire or some of the things? And are you using what opportunities are you planning for these contingencies and taking advantage of all opportunities? And often also, are you making sure that you're not headed for any tax traps that you may not be aware of? And you can call the estate planning team. Remember, we offer a free consultation and look at year-end planning issues. You uh, Or you can check out our website, call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So you heard President Trump, you know, uh, with his, um, you know, speech in the, the villages in Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, how to bring Medicare costs down and, and give Medicare beneficiaries new options when it comes to choosing health care plans. Right. Mm-hmm. So what was he talking about, Carrie? Well, um, you know, it, it, it has to do with, you know, when you when if you're not familiar with Medicare, right, you know, there's Medicare A and B. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, A is the hospitalization. Right. And B is the more routine the you doctor's know, offices, visits, the labs, emergency the... room, stuff like that. Um, but basically, Medicare is an 80-20 plan, right, where Medicare mm-hmm. is to cover 80%. So if you don't want to risk being 20% you know, out of pocket for a major medical in retirement, a lot of people, most of our clients, you know, buy some type of Medicare supplemental plan, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, and- there's a lot of options there, Carrie, right? Right. You, you can get the you can go out into the private, you know, right. medical providers and buy that. Um, you know, AARP, for example, right? Or, you know, maybe where you're retired from, you like the health care plan you were with until you're retired, so you just stay with them. Right. And just ask, Hey, can you provide me a Medicare supplemental? And they'd be, you know, more than happy to, you know, give you a quote for Price that. It, right. Um, and but you could also a lot of people get the government's plan and or, you know, Medicare C, right? Sometimes we call that or Medicare Advantage. Right. right? I think most okay. people know it as Medicare Advantage. Um, and, you know, the, the idea is, you know, that's, you know, typically. So what is America Advantage plan? Well, you know, basically, um, you, you know, you still pay your Medicare B premiums. I mean, you know, right? That it, doesn't. It's it, a separate. They're yeah. almost two separate. You have the eight, Medicare B. You have yeah. a premium. That's the eighty twenty. The Advantage or a supplemental, we call it, is going to cover the other twenty percent. But it's yeah. But it, so Medicare A right now there is no premium for under the current law. Okay, so Medicare B starting right now it starts at one hundred thirty five fifty a month. Mm-hmm. That's for each of you if you're a married couple, and and but it, it's it, it's progressively weighted. So the more income you have, the higher that can be. We'll talk a little bit about right. that, right? Um, 
But back to so Medicare and B. So now, but if you if you if you but and then if and then if you're doing that and then you're saying I'm going to buy a, a supplemental to cover the other twenty percent, that's one pathway you can go down. The other pathway is is where you say no, I'm going to elect Medicare Advantage plan, right? And that kind of takes you out of the norm, right? And so when you enroll in the Medicare Advantage plan, you continue to pay premiums for your Part B, right? Okay, um, and it, you know, but you 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 um, you may also have a separate you know monthly premium for Part C, but a lot of people, times there's no premium for Part C. Um, and a lot of times, but you, they probably would put you on Medicare D, which is the government's prescription drug plan. Right. And there is a premium for that. So, um, so depending on where you live in the country, right, and, and how many provide, how many Medicare Advantage plan providers are you know available to right. you in your zip code, right? Um, you may you know have a very low premium or no premium. Right. You know, compared to what you'd be paying in a private Medicare supplemental. Right. Okay. Um, now, but chances are your deductible would be higher. Right. Okay. Than a private. What about you know, co-pays, I would assume? And, yeah. And, and those types of things. Um, so even though there's no premium or a very low premium up front, if you end up using doctor specialist tests, you're going to pay more. Versus if you pay a premium in the private sector, you're going to pay less if you actually use it. So I guess it depends on weighing what's my health issues, how often I go to the doctor, how many prescriptions I have, and doing that analysis. Right. And, you know, and, and a lot of times our, you know, our clients who are approaching that 65, you know, age where they have to start electing these things, they ask us, they say, well, Mark, you know, what do your clients do? Do they do they go with the private, you know, Medicare supplemental yes. or do they go with the Medicare Advantage? Yes. And, and we always <laughs> say that I don't I, I've never really kept actual statistics, but, but at the top of my head, I would say it's about 50 50. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, um, now uh, nationwide, it's a little bit less than that. They say nationwide about a third. Um, of of retirees take Medicare Advantage. Oh, okay. And about two thirds go the other route. So well, I know we've had people that say, "Hey, I don't have health issues. I've always been healthy. I'm not. I'm going to take my chances with Medicare Advantage because right. I don't use it." Where if somebody has a lot of health issues, I go to the doctor office. I don't mind paying a premium because I know I'm going to meet that deductible quickly. Right. So that's a little backdrop when when President Trump started talking about how he's going to improve the Medicare system. Right. Um, so he, his executive order now is executive order law, Carrie. No, no, it's, it's just, he's giving, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's giving action steps so that he wants his people to implement. Right. Mm -hmm. And in this case, you you know, um, you know, a big part of that is going to be, you know, the director of, you know, uh, health and human services, you know, Alex Azar, you know, he's the the guy Trump picked. Right. So it's going to be his job to really try to implement this. But so what do they want or what is. President Trump want. Um, okay, you know, the executive order directs the secretary of HHS to propose regulations that, so, uh, you know, it's just to propose regulations. Then you got to get right. them, you know, passed in Congress. Right. Good luck with Nancy Pelosi running the House, right? But, <laughs> Nothing's going to happen but, right um, now. But propose regulations that allow Medicare to provide more diverse and affordable plan choices. I would think okay. that'd be good for 
Okay. That's a win for so, everybody. One, they want to reduce barriers to obtaining Medicare medical savings accounts. So I, you know, so that's one you don't hear too much about. Okay, the MSAs, the medical savings. The medical sa- when it comes to Medicare, you know, we're not right. talking about if you're still working and you have a flexible spending account right. or something like that. This is a medical savings account, you know, and under that, you know, that's where you know um you know that uh, there's you know it's it's like it's like a Medicare Advantage. There are going to be no premiums, but that's going to be the highest deductible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so MSAs is where you have, there's no premium, but a very high deductible. Okay. Right. Um, now, a second action step is they want to promote innovations in supplemental benefits and um, telehealth services. So that you know, and then third, they want to. Um, create a payment model that allows beneficiaries to share directly in savings for supplemental, you know, Medicare Advantage benefits. Um, you know, so that you know, so Trump's approach to the Democratic Socialist Medicare for All is no, let's protect what works and just in our system right. and just fix what's broken. Right. Right. Um, we want to have choices. We want to have options. And so they want to, you know, take aim at the, you know, the burdensome regulatory billing, right? You know, and, right. And you know, and other requirements that limit professionals from practicing at the top of their, you know, in other words, that's what the doctors complain about, right? They can't, they can't help their clients. They're too busy doing the paperwork, right? Right. Um, or they have to pay quite a few people to deal with the paperwork, and and government paperwork gets worse. I had a, a doctor a few years ago. Um, one of the specialists for my daughter, and he stopped seeing a certain kind of patients under a plan because he said, I don't have the time to do the paperwork to care for all the clients that I need to see. So unfortunately, he stopped, and I know he's not the only one. Right. So all of the action steps together will help create a healthcare system that puts patients at the center. Hmm. These kind of improvements, rather than a total government takeover of the healthcare system, are the path to the ultimate goal you know, better healthcare for all Americans. Um, so, you know, we'll see, um, you know, and, and, you know, Trump is going to, he's also, you know, the administration, they, they want more aggressive, um, you know, Medicare Advantage, you know, managed care, you know, where managed care is, you know, a system of health care, caring, you know, when patients agree to visit only certain doctors and hospitals, right. you know. And, Which is okay and, if all your, because a lot of times most people, whether it's UH, clinic, metro, Those whatever, are the HMOs right, and the PPOs. usually people see, if you see a UH doctor or clinic, they're going to refer you to somebody in that same system. So it's not a bad thing. Right. Um, and you know, and you know, so so the so what as opposed to the Democrats who are saying Medicare for all is the way to go. That's obviously scaring the wealthy individuals in this country, right? Especially when Bernie Sanders says, you know, that's who's going to pay for it. Um, well, I think Medicare for all is going to have to be paid for by any person right. paying taxes. Bottom line. Yeah, yeah. If you think healthcare is expensive now, just okay, wait till it's right. free. Exactly. Um, right now. Um, but, you know, it's also, um, you, you know, Medicare and especially Medicaid, right? Remember, because Medicaid expansion under the Obamacare, right, you know, that was tremendous. Um, you know, the reimbursement rates are far below those paid by commercial insurers. So physician groups fear that converting the entire health care system to lower rates would stifle innovation and impact their ability to deliver quality care. I agree. Okay. Um, you know, a March 2019 report from MedPAC warned Congress that Medicare payments translate into an average margin nearly a negative 10 percent for hospital. You know, you know, in and, other words, and a lot of times now we're short. Oh, look at, you know, hospitals or every hospital is short 
um, medical staff. Yeah, Stanford researchers found that losses could reach nearly 16% if the Medicare rate was applied across the board. So, so it's, it's, you know, how do you, you know, so again, we talk about when you're building a financial plan, right, um, you know, you have to kind of look at your own circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you can ask your neighbor what supplemental plan they went on. Right. But, you know, I don't know if it's the right same decision for you. Right. Um, and let me tell you how many people come in and, for, and they're working. They completely underestimate unless they've done their homework. What's it going to cost for health care and retirement? Right. And if you retire before Medicare, that's a whole other story as far as have you looked into what premiums will be when you have to pay out of pocket. Right. So, you know, the class that we just had, we always go over a, an example of a health insurance budget. Right. Um, and it's always an eye opener, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, you know, the 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 person who's still, you know, the 50 year old or 55 year old who's may haven't even started trying to budget out what Medicare costs. You know, it's to them, it's still far off into the distance. Right. They may be have very low health care premiums right now because they're in a subsidized employer plan. You know, the teachers is a great example of that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, you know, that, that's why, again, a lot of times the baby boomers, you know, are always saying, hey, I, I cannot retire before age 65. Mm-hmm. Meaning that they have to stay on their employer's health care plan because they know at least at 65 they can go on Medicare. But I don't know how many of them have also really calculated the cost of health care after age 65. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's true if you are retiring pre age 65, you still need health care and you better have a budget for that. <laughs> so, you know, because that's where you're going getting your own coverage. Right. um, Sometimes you can get a COBRA. We have clients who do that. Right. Who who leave. But if you've never asked for what that number is, it's hefty. Or they're going on the exchanges. Right. And they're getting sticker shock. You know, when they see what the exchanges are, you know, um, coming up with quotes. Right. Um, But we also don't want people. That's where what we do at the estate planning, those modeling comes in, is that sometimes people make that decision. I'm not going to retire because of Medicare. Maybe you could. Maybe you shouldn't. But have you done the analysis? That's where we help out is building in those realistic long term costs. So you can tell you what's possible and what's not. If you can't retire at 62, maybe you can retire at 64 and be able to afford that year and still do all the things that you want. And that's what those financial modeling and the planning that we do for people. And remember, the estate planning team offers a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. We'll also look at year-end planning issues, or you can um, go to our website, sign up for the newsletter, also listen to our podcast. You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. We'll leave you a message where we can or leave a message. We'll call you back on Monday morning or you can visit financialfoodforthought.com. And so we'll, we'll see if President Trump's executive order gathers any legs, right? Um, we'll see, you know, uh, how the rest of this year goes with the economy. Um, we'll see if the Fed continues to cut rates or if they think there's enough data to say that they can you know, remain, remain neutral, let's say, at this point. Mm-hmm. I think most of the people, are most, I think the market is kind of already thinking they, they're going to cut again, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but, you know, the health care is, is going to be a big issue in the 2020 election, obviously, right? Um, 
And I, I think it pres- already is with the can- the Democratic right. candidates. So I think this is a, a pretty good move by president because I've been kind of waiting is when are the Republicans going to come out with an alternative to Medicare for all? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than just saying, well, we've got something better planned. Right. Well, that doesn't write. Um, Now, there's not a whole lot of detail here. This is just an executive order. Right. I don't know if if he's, you know, how much backing he has with the Republican Party, you know, but it's still the... (laughs) It's kind of up in the air right Yeah, I mean, but, you know, but but the costs are not going down, right? I mean, you know, I've talked about, you know, the the annual health insurance costs hit a record high for family coverage, over $20,000. Right. Okay. Now, obviously, the employers are paying most of that. Right. Right. Um, but you know, um, and you know, Alzheimer cases up ten percent, and we talked about what's the cost to take care of you know Alzheimer like billion hours, or no, it was the billion hours that caregivers get. Yeah, I think m- you meant- more than sixteen million family members provide some eighteen point five billion right. hours of unpaid care to people with Alzheimer's and other types of dementia. According to Alzheimer's Association, the group estimated the caregiver's economic value at $234 billion, or 10 times, they, they say 10 times the total revenue of McDonald's worldwide. That's a funny reference. but um, Right. I was going to say McDonald's. To all- but, but anyways, the, the um, yeah, so, I, you know, it's about time. But the other thing, too, is, you know, if, you know, we'll talk a little bit about how do we how do we help our clients is. You know, although you can do nothing about what the government, you know, elects to do with Medicare. Right. Um, You know, the idea is if, you know, are you at least looking for opportunities with your planning to say, hey, how do I, you know, prevent, you know, if I can going through one of those income thresholds. Right. That cause my Medicare B premiums and Medicare D, if I'm on that, and to go up. Do people realize there are some people that don't realize that depending on how your income is, you pay more in Medicare B premiums. Right. And, and those are hard thresholds. If you're a dollar over, you pay that higher premium. Right. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. Right, Carrie, because, you know, we the, you know, when if you, um, you know, if you listen to this show or come to the classes, um, or coming for consultation, a lot of times we talk about playing the tax limbo game, mm-hmm. right? where how low can you go? Right. Meaning that, you know, and, and we're talking about we're, you know, gearing up for, you know, year end planning. And a big part of that is saying that now that you're, you've got nine months, you know, soon to be 10 months of the year done, hopefully the major surprises are out of mm-hmm. the way, right? You can kind of zero in and say, hey, where am I looking at in terms of taxable income? Mm-hmm. which relates in one way or another to how much taxes you're going to pay, right? And the idea is with the year-end planning is saying, okay, do I have room? Can I make another maneuver before year-end that I can, you know, at least maybe max out? I mean, the classic example right. is the client who was in a zero tax bracket. Right. We have a client coming up, that, and we do that for her every year. This year, she happens to, doesn't need the cash flow right now, she wants to get a new car probably sometime in 2020. We're doing the analysis saying how much did she take out from her IRA and max out her tax qualified positions and max out her zero tax bracket. Right. So just based on preliminary things, and we'll look at it again in November, is she could take about eight to 9000 out and pay zero taxes in. So when she buys the car, she can put a down payment or look at financing. She also has a trade-in. 
to, to raise the cash this year. She's not thinking about the car. I mean, we do this every year for her. In the beginning, she was missing. You know, when we met with her, she missed five years where she could have maxed out a zero bracket. You yeah. can't get better than zero. But those are things that we're looking at. It may not be the zero, maybe the 10% or the 12% bracket. Looking at, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. It makes a big difference. Right. See, sometimes a robot may forget to ask you that question. If you just ask the robot, hey, am I gonna? what am I going to owe in taxes based on this data I just inputted? And it come back and say, you're going to owe zero in taxes. The robot, okay, might, yeah, the robot might forget to ask you, you know, do you, how much more can you, t- how much more taxable income can you generate and still be zero? Right. See, the robots might forget to ask you that question. And for some years, for we, this, oh, go ahead, Mark. Well, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I'm saying we don't. Right. I mean, we're we're progressive on that. We're saying right now, are you looking at that for year end? Now, you might not be lucky enough to be in a zero bracket. But, you know, uh, or you may be unlucky enough to be in a zero bracket. And you know what I mean by that, Carrie, is Mm -hmm. that you may be unlucky enough because the reason why you're in a zero bracket is because you've got huge medical out-of-pocket expenses. Right. You know, that you're deducting on Schedule A. Right. Maybe your spouse is in a long-term care. Right. Or or maybe your mom is in a long-term care. Maybe, you know, and, you know, and, and because maybe she's already a widow and so she's already being hurt because her standard deduction is half of what a married couple right. has, but she may have huge nursing home costs. She may be taking, you know, in other words, the idea is that she might be in zero, but maybe not even be, you know, you know, in other words, can, can you know, that's a, a, an extreme example. But the, the point is, you know, if she, if you're in a zero bracket, the idea is where, you know, how much more taxable income can you create? Now, let's, how do you create more taxable income? Well, one simple way is to take more money than what you have to out of your IRA mm-hmm. or your qualified plan. That's an easy way to create taxable could income. Could be an annuity. Um, could be, have. yeah, you know, could be through capital gains where you're locking in some gains maybe before the next economic downturn, right? And, and rebalancing, you know, and so before your investment advisor, maybe he's doing the right thing and rebalancing. So you're not taking on too much risk to be okay, locking in those gains. But if you, you know, but the idea is, okay, keep an eye on what's that doing to your taxes, right? And maybe you could go to him and say, Hey, look at, I've got a little bit more room in my next mm-hmm. threshold. Do you want to lock in any more gains? You know, before the market drop, right. you know, or, you know, or, you know, if, if you, if you're not, if you don't, if you're not seven and a half yet and you don't have a required minimum and maybe you don't need any money out of your IRA for right. cash flow, huge opportunity. It, it still may be an opportunity that says, okay, I'm going to take something out. Now, if I don't need it, okay, you could just convert it to Roth IRA, right? And then it'll never be taxed again. And the Roth is a great parking place because if I, for some reason, something happens and I need it, I can still access the what my contribution is. Right, the I basis, just can't right. touch yeah. the growth for five uh, assuming years. Assuming you're over 59 right. and a half. It's a little right. tricky if you're before 59 and a half, but that's, but the other, the other thing is, you know, but sometimes we have, you know, you know, again, we have that elderly, you know, widow um, who is just following the required minimum because no one ever told her to do anything different. And she may not need it. And she's in a zero more. tax bracket. Ugh. You know, and, 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 and yet Johnny, you know, who's right. going to be the, 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 the beneficiary, is in a, in a 35% tax bracket when you add up federal and state. You know, and so, the, the, it, you know, we talk a lot about at the state planning team about intergenerational planning. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you, know, how, you know, if the end goal is, you know, keep more money for the family. Whether it be, you know, you know, how many generations are, you know, I've got four generations going in my family right now. Right. That's but, confusing. But how great is it? And it's not, it's not like you're, because some people come in and are, one of our questions is, do you care about paying ta- more about taxes for yourself or your kid? But in the scenario, you're in a zero. 
I can make a, a decision and do a distribution that doesn't cost me a dime, but it's going to save my kids money. So it's no out-of-pocket cost. It's just the right. time and effort to look at these issues. And I think that's the great thing that we do with the estate planning team. A lot of time when people say, oh, I did an online plan, that's just the, maybe that's our step one. We keep going and going. Can we make it better? Can we use the opportunity? Have you looked at it in this way? Like we look at all, you know, every aspect of your financial life. Right. So one of the things that we look at those thresholds at year end is how close are you to your met until your Medicare B premiums are start going up. So that threshold, you know, right now is um, for married filing jointly. That's one hundred and seventy thousand dollars of modified adjusted gross income. Okay. Now to get modified adjusted gross income, Carrie, you got to take your adjusted gross income and add back in any tax exempt interest. Okay? okay. To get the modified. Now if you're single, it's half that amount, eighty five thousand. Okay, then it goes up in tiers. So then the next tier is one hundred and seventy thousand to two hundred fourteen thousand. Then you know two hundred fourteen. You know then two hundred fourteen thousand to two hundred sixty-seven thousand. Then two hundred sixty-seven thousand to three hundred twenty thousand. Then three hundred twenty thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand. And then a final tier above seven hundred fifty thousand. Those are the you know the one half percenters. Now the, the the so we've over the years we've had a lot of clients who are maxing out those thresholds you know and 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 especially if we know if you don't start an accelerated distribution plan eventually your required minimum distributions are going to shoot you right through that threshold you know in other words you're going to be trapped you know and and you know if you haven't you know if you don't know how to calculate those numbers come in for a consultation and in the free consultation we'll run some of those preliminary analysis just for taking the time to come in and meet with us right. now the the thing that we've been you know telling people is saying keep your ears open well, keep your ear, keep your, your eyes wide eyes, eyes wide open and ears and ears wide. what because those thresholds that i was just mentioning have been frozen in the tax law until now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in 2019, the law that froze those thresholds, what do we mean by freezing the thresholds? Like that 170,000. Right. Normally, you get some bracket creep in your tax law. You get some you know, for inflation or Yeah, just... they infl- because because of inflation, you you know, your 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 12% bracket goes up a little bit, you know, the tax tables increase a little bit. But the Medicare um, B haven't changed. Th- well, these thresholds. I'm talking right. about these these are called, right. Remember, right, but no, I'm saying the Medicare B thresholds haven't changed. Right. And you know, and, and if you and if you don't and sometimes we call them the Irma you know, thresholds, right? The income-related monthly adjustment amount, right? Um, and the, the, the IRMA adjustment. So, so it's been based on these thresholds that haven't changed. Now, in, in recent years, they played around with a little bit the top tiers, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're looking. But the bottom tiers have stayed the same until now. So in 2019, the law that froze those expired. And so now there's a cost of living increase that will, you know, based on the consumer price index, right? Mm-hmm. That will creep those up. So now it, it, it's it, we're getting that data now because um, you know it was going to be you know uh, and you know it's a twelve you know they're going to look at every year you know because this is every year now, Karen, right? Unless they change the law again, which Congress can do, by the way, right? Um, but every year it would go up, just like your you know just uh, your other call cost of living increases right. in the tax code goes up. So based on CPI, so the CPI you know a twelve month CPI change from September twenty eighteen to August twenty nineteen will be the first one right that they're looking at. And basically what the, you know, the, the think tanks tell us that that increase was 1.7%. Okay. So theoretically, we should see that the, you know, the $170,000 threshold should be going up 1.7%. 
now for 2020. Okay. Now we'll get probably confirmation of that. You know, when you get you know when you get your uh, increases, you know, from you know if you're collecting right. Social Security, you know, you, it'll be your new Social Security benefit statement. If you're paying directly to Medicare, you know, you when you get your Medicare new premiums, they usually both come out around Thanksgiving time frame. Right. Mm. Um, so right now, you know, the 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 talking heads think that increase will be about one point seven percent, and it's gonna you know the it, it's. It, but it's going to be rounded to the nearest thousand. So, right. you know, do you have that government calculator? No. Care, the one that does the fuzzy math. Okay. But uh, so here, so if we take, for example, um, so let's say you're single. So the, the current threshold was 85,000. Right. Okay. Um, times 1.7%. Right. Okay. That's about 1,400. So the new threshold would be 86,445. Okay. But now you're nearest to the nearest thousand. So eighty six thousand four sixty five. Do I go down to eighty six or oh, up to eighty seven? Oh, it's the government. I'm sure they're going to go up. It's the government. I think well, they're no, gonna they're going to go down. I mean, because if they go down, they get more money. Okay, so, so it's probably to be if you're trying to plan for this year, and you may want to assume eighty six thousand. Now remember, your twenty nineteen taxes won't affect twenty twenty Medicare. It'll affect twenty twenty one. Right. Remember, there's a two year window there. Mm-hmm. So it's your 2018 tax return that you might have not, you know, is pretty we'll, much done. We'll dictate or your soon twi- will be done if we'll, it's not done yet. Um, we'll dictate your 2020, well, 2020. Medicare B premium. So, the, so the, the numbers are already cooked. But, right. you know, but now let's say 170,000. Okay. So 170,000 times 1.7%, that's 2,890. So now the new threshold would be 172,890. So they're going to. Ah, I think. Do they round down the 172 uh, the or they round up the 173? I've seen experts give both answers. Right. So, well, that's safe, isn't it? We'll see. <laughs> so you know, but maybe 173. So and then, bottom line, you can't control it. The government's going right. to decide. So the idea is, you know, a little bit more room, maybe a little bit more Roth conversions, or you just have a little more cushion on your budgeting. This is what we're talking about, clients. This is an example of year-end planning. That says, you know, what can you still do this year that may help you down the line, especially if you believe that income tax rates are going to be going up in the future. All right. Call for a free consultation. Go to at 440-239-2090 or visit our website for the newsletter or listen to our podcast. That's financialfoodforthought.com. Go Browns! Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.